From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of February 21st, 2013. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Togo, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Mary Jo takes the scenic route to Disneyland, and we talk about local theaters in the area. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Disboard's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey! Hello! Greetings. And I just have to say, happy second anniversary, team. Yay! Hey, wait. What's second anniversary gift? And why haven't you gotten it soon? Oh, crap. Of course, it's the dude's responsibility. What are you doing? What are you bringing into this relationship? Come on, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's paper or something. I'll send you some toilet paper or something. No, paper's first anniversary. Oh, that was last okay. year. Dude. Wood? I don't know. What is, what's this? Is it tin. Hang on, I'm tin. getting it. Yes. Hang on, I'm looking. Well, I'm looking. Well, cotton. Cotton. Okay, I'll send <laughs> okay. you some Q-tips. New podcast ball. t-shirts for everybody. Yeah, no. yeah. there you go. <laughs> Better than the cotton balls he would have just given us. So. Yeah. <laughs> cotton balls, t-shirt, whatever. <laughs> I think we should just give him some cotton balls and stuff in yeah. his ears. Hey. <laughs> Okay, so I was in the parks recently, and you know how we talk about the great customer service at Disneyland? And so I experienced some not-so-great customer service, and I don't—I just want to know if anybody else has, has seen any of this. I was at the – oh, crap, what's the name of this? The, the, the gift shop in, in Adventureland. And the gift shop in Adventureland? The bazaar? The bazaar, yes, thank you. The bazaar, whatever it is, bazaar. And I bought some, um, some vinylmations because they were on clearance on sale. And so I take them up there and I get, you know, they were like two for 20 and then, you know, with your annual pass holder discount, they ended up being like eight bucks. He's like, and the cast member was like, oh wow, how much did you end up paying for these? Blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, I gave him the breakdown. He's like, and his response was, ah, Disney's still making money. <laughs> I'm like, okay, really? So then I'm walking through um, the Emporium on Main Street, and I, I glance at a cast member's, um, where the cast members that had just a little thing on her on the, on the, at the, at the register with pins on it. And so I look over it, and she's like, yeah, nothing new, same boring pins. Wow. It's like that can't talk about a buzzkill. I mean, yeah, and, that's and the same day, I'm like, okay, that's that's not typical of of Disney. And I was wondering if anybody else had seen any of that recently. No, no. Okay, that's well, that's good then. Okay, maybe it's just I guess the the two grumpy cast members on that day. Maybe it was you. No. Maybe it was the vibe. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, s- sorry to start the show on a downer. Anybody else have yeah. any housekeeping? I think I do. We're going to find out. Because if it stays in, then I'll know it was work. Worth it. Um, I was at Downtown Disney recently, and um, they're still constructing on the – they're they're fixing up the – not the Winter Bazaar or whatever the heck that thing was. was our winter thing that we were making fun of. Oh, the 
the um, the ice well, rink. Yeah, the, the stage is village. yeah the stage is being the stage where they have concerts and stuff right. is not up right now. Oh wow, that wasn't housekeeping. Well, it was good. Yeah. All right, it's been a while since I went. I finally you know went and did my job as a podcaster and saw it and said I'm going to tell everyone that the stage is not up right now. It's being fixed. Wow, whatever that means. Well, and they're resodding the area. I noticed right they're they're re landscaping the the area. Where the thing where the, was. I mean where behind the rink was? Where, where the ice skating rink used to sit. The, you can still see the paths and everything, and I noticed that they were getting preparing the area to put plants on it and it again and stuff. Weird. Okay. Um, oh, remember oh. how I talked about the Peterson Auto Museum the other week? Okay. Um, in my introduction to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, Tonight, listen. After two years, it's important in a relationship <laughs> to listen. listen. Yes. So. While I was looking up rapid fires for this show, I discovered that we missed probably the best event in Los Angeles. Okay. And it was held at the Peterson Auto Museum on Saturday, February 9th. It was the 2013 Bacon Festival. Oh, my. You're right. We did miss How, how do we miss we that? Um, I I don't know, but apparently they had quite a bit of um, homage to bacon, sweet and savory dishes, cocktail tastings. Yes, bacon cocktails. I'm sure, we've all heard of those. Anyway, Tony, it, it, Tony, it, tell, talk about that place that we went to had a have a burger the other night. Speaking oh, of yes. bacon. Okay, even though okay, we. we I mean, it's it's kind of outside the resort area, but still. Okay, yeah, it's it's in Anaheim Hills which is, like, literally 15 miles away from Disneyland, but still considered Anaheim. And before, actually, the most important housekeeping is that we've learned that when Tom and I go out to eat together, <laughs> we get bad service yes. at places that normally have good service, because it's been the last three... We're like, Tom, I swear we have better service yeah. when we're here, but for some reason, Tom and I together give off this vibe, and we get we we have issues with the, what we ordered or whatever. But there's a place, there's one in Huntington Beach, and there's one in Anaheim Hills, and it's called um, Slater's 50-50... And the reason it's called Slater's 50-50, they have all these microbrews and stuff, but the 50-50 refers to their gourmet hamburger that is 50% ground beef and 50% bacon. Whoa. That's it. Yum. Oh, yeah, 50% bacon. So, yeah, Wait, you like they have ground, ground, is it ground bacon? Or yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Together as one beautiful burger. I'd never heard Hunk of that. Hunk of not, I'm so sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have no financial relationship with Slater's Fifty Fifty. I'd be willing to change and have a financial relationship and then disclose it every time. But um, yeah, we went just so. Since we're talking about bacon, awesome. Hey, do we have any dates on when Roscoe's is opening yet? I know. I was thinking. I, I keep looking, and I've seen nothing. I, I'm googling now, and I can't seem to find anything. But I. I should by now have put up a blog showing you pictures yeah, of Yeah, you should, you food. should have. Is that that waffles and yes. chicken and waffles? Chicken. Okay. Spe- okay. And speaking of chicken and waffles, I know I'm interrupting. I'm being annoying. Go okay. for it. I saw that Lay's potato chips to show, cause I remember way back in the day when the Orlando team first talked about chicken and waffles and we're like, I'd never heard of these things before. Lay's apparently is coming out with a chicken and waffles potato chip. No way. Ew. That's and that's I don't disgusting. eat potato chips, and I would totally. Oh my! I, I, I still can't picture that flavor, or you Do know, you pour no syrup baby. on the potato chips. I don't see why <laughs> not. Maybe it, maybe it's built in. <laughs> it I could be. 
the the restaurant Kelly works at in Playa del Rey, they just revamped the whole menu and they have chicken and waffles. And I saw that and I I was just pointing at the menu and all I could like spurt out was Nancy waffles chicken because I had never heard of that before until she she told me about it. But love. Love, love, love. It, love. it, it looks like this is a menu item that's starting to, to spread, maybe? It's, it's comfort food that's coming back home. Michael? Yes? Road trip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys need to come on down. Exactly. Uh, we'll take you when you're down. Okay, I'll you, try you it. Come on. You come on down, and we'll drive the rest of the way. We'll meet the whole team there. We do research. It's a good day. You, you know what? I'll call somebody at Roscoe's, and... Uh, we can reserve the private room? Yeah, ask them for the Diz room. The Diz room. <laughs> I, will give them, I will give them a call at Roscoe's and see if I can find anything out for us. Awesome. Their website's down right now. It's kind of funky. Oops. Uh, don't forget chat night, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. every Wednesday. Uh, if you want to email the Disney 19, that's dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And don't forget about our show notes page on disunplug.com where you can get links to all our shows plus links to everything we talk about. And if no more housekeeping, let's head over to Tony with the news. Okay, our first news. OC students make Disney competition finals. OC for Orange County, for those of you that don't know. That was supposed to be funny, but I guess it wasn't. Okay. A team of three students at Cal State Long Beach, all three from Orange County, placed third in the Walt Disney Imagineering Imaginations Design Competition held in Glendale. Amanda Madden of Fullerton and Allie Wong of Fountain Valley joined with fellow graphics design student Anthony Martinez of La Habra to come up with a train-related concept to buy against 179 other teams from colleges across the United States in the competition. We talked about what our favorite ride was, and I said Thunder Mountain. Could have been called Big Thunder Mountain, but we'll, we'll let them, we'll let that slide. And then, then Amanda said trains. Wong said, so how cool would it be if the, if Disney made their own train line? The team pitched an idea called Disney's Holmby Martin Railway, a cross-country five-day steam train excursion that travels from Chicago to Los Angeles with stops at Disney-themed experiences along the way, including Walt Disney's hometown of Marceline, Missouri. It's sort of like a Disney cruise ship on rails, Madden said. Okay, I'm really liking this idea. Now. Yeah, I was just um, saying, yeah. that, that, was, that was my exact yeah. thought, yes. And I'm sure it'd be very reasonably priced. Yeah, not. <laughs> uh, trains are always romantic and nostalgic. This year, teams had to come up with concepts for markets that Disney had not yet entered, whether a city, country, or other experience. Okay, I'm going to, dig- I'm going to digress. Interesting. Okay, so college kids, come up with some good ideas for us to make some more money. And we'll let you win the contest, and then we'll make millions of dollars. Yes, exactly. I find it interesting. Um, all three members of the team also work at Disneyland, and we're not sure they could participate. But they found out that they not only qualified, but were selected as one of the six finalists invited to travel to Glendale, call expenses paid, to make yeah, the final down, presentations. Down the, down the five. Yeah. yeah, to make the final presentations during the last week of January. Coming here was the greatest opportunity I could have asked for, Madden said. Teams had to include pricing, market survey information, along with posters, artwork, and a unique idea to give it that Disney magic. Throughout the train ride, Disney characters and cast members will be dressed in period costumes and act out scenes, Wong said. When they found out they placed third on Friday, it didn't seem to matter. It's been really fun to stretch out and try other things, Wong said. That was a really good idea. Now we'll see if it actually happens and Disney makes the money and the, the... 
<laughs> the uh, students just get the little certificate. Hey, yeah, we came with that idea. Yeah, yeah. the certificate. Neat. And, and in more touristy news, two hotels are heading for the Disneyland area. The planning commission recently approved two hotels, each with a drugstore, on Harbor Boulevard and Catella Avenue. No city council approval is required unless there are appeals on the decision. A 172-room Spring Hill Suites by Marriott with a CVS pharmacy on the ground floor would be built on a parcel that included a vacant lot where a service station used to run. Okay. The neighboring Jolly Roger Hotel property would shrink. The back of the project would sit next to the convention center's parking lot. Yeah. Across Harbor Boulevard, the commission supported a scaled-back plan for a hotel on the southeast corner. A five-story Hyatt house would include 252 rooms designed with kitchenettes for longer stays. A Walgreens coffee shop and restaurant would be on the ground floor. Previously, the developer proposed a nine-story Las Vegas-style hotel with a nightclub that was approved in 2009. Yeah. But the developer was unable to get financing. The Hyatt is expected to break ground within a year. It is unclear when construction will begin on the other. That's kind of cool because I don't think we have pharmacies like that in the area, do we? Walking distance? Not walking distance. And as someone who's had to be at Disney World and pay the exorbitant fee to get something delivered, mm-hmm. it would be nice to be able to walk to one. So, yeah. Nice. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for Rapid Fire. Mary Jo. Over at Disneyland, everybody knows pretty much that the Big Thunder that month, big, excuse me, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is um, down for refurbishment. What? Really? It, I know, I know. Oh, you mean big? I was confused by Thunder, Thunder Mountain. Mountain yeah. That one cast member called it, but we won't. We'll let them go because they were. Students. Yeah, but this is the this is the Diz. We say the the right name, you know. Yeah. B T M whatever. Okay. Tony at W D W. But just wanted to to let listeners know also that the the little village that's there. Is going to go under. It's called Rainbow Ridge Mining Town. Is going to also go under refurbishment, and this is a um, what do you call that? Like a leftover from the original mine training ride, and so some of these pieces are going to go into the archives, the Disney archives. Others will just be fixed up and and painted. So that's going to have a whole new look to it when the when uh, the attraction is back up and going later this year. Later this year. Yeah, October. later this year. Halloween. Well, at least it's not going to be like Indiana Jones, which was, what, December. But so. it wasn't down that long. Indiana Jones wasn't down that long. Indiana Jones wasn't down long enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to get everything Good fixed. Point. Michael. Okay, the Circle D Ranch at Disneyland is where the four-legged cast members um, reside. And the folks there at the Circle D are very excited about the recent arrival of two new horses, Bug and Finn. Um, This pair of Brabant Belgian draft horses came to the Disneyland Resort from a farm in the Midwest. Um, These horses are known for their robust muscular builds, and excellent disposition. Um, They also have the trademark physical features that distinguish them, um, such as black-tipped ears and black stocking feet. So I guess they don't wear shoes. While Bug and Finn Finn aren't brothers, they're very good friends, and they will work together as a pair, and they'll also pull the Main Street trolley. 
So over the next few months, they'll be completing their training at the Circle D, but guests can meet these two gentle giants now during their weekend shifts at Big Thunder Ranch. So it's not Thunder Ranch, it's Big Thunder Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The current hours at Big Thunder Ranch are Friday through Sundays, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So head over there and say hello to Bug and Finn. Excellent. The other day, while I was while I was waiting for my ill-fated appearance on the first Orlando video podcast, I was standing right where the the trolley stops with the in, in the hub, and apparently they had a, a new a trainee horse pulling the trolley because they had not only the cast member that that is normally there, but they also had two, I guess you'd call them ranch hands from Big Thunder Ranch there trying to get the horse to do what they wanted it to do. Oh, they were like escorting him? Yeah, basically. Yeah, and I've and seen he, that before. He was fighting his the, his bit, so he was he was slobbering all over the place, and he'd raise up his head and spit would fly, and it was just... He's I'm like, sorry. what the heck? Yeah, he's like, well, I don't, don't, don't want to be here. Uh, I think their limit's four hours, right? They work four hours, yeah. and they get to go, they get to go and back to the ranch and play so their days uh, at least aren't you know yeah they're not teamsters they can work less <laughs> also notice that they had the horse back at um the indian village on you know, on the rivers of america when you take the mark twain or the columbia around mm-hmm. every once in a while back there they have a, a real horse running around yeah. in, the, in the little pasture in the pen in the pen yeah pasture is kind of a Paddock. I went there. um, Speaking of the the those ships, I was riding one of them at nighttime, and I got to see where they store the um, the phantasmic Mm -hmm. barges and stuff like that. Yeah, let's bring back. I and this was this year. I had never known that until this year. Um, Do be aware, though, that with the construction going on 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 Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, that the path through between Frontierland and Fantasyland is closed during like Monday through Thursday some weeks, so you may not be able to get to Big Thunder Ranch to see the horsies. So good, good point. Somebody had said that they were also altering the the old um, mine train through Nature's Wonderland. Those those two tunnels. Oh really? Okay. That they were changing those around hmm. over by the pond. So huh. I don't know. Maybe in some one of us. When we go back to the parks, we can kind of take a look over there and see if they've, if they're changing that area around. That's, that, at least that's what I heard. Okay, cool. I'll go next. I just want to remind people that the Diz has menus. Lots of people on the boards refer to people to refer readers to other, other websites, but there's no reason to do that. The Diz has all your Disneyland menus you need. Uh, just, I'll put a link in the show notes, but just go up to Click Disneyland, click dining, and you can pull down whatever restaurant you want and look at the menu, and they are fairly current, so you should be able to find what you need there. Right, Mary Jo? Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nancy, what you got for us? If anybody's hearing this um, on the day the show goes up, tomorrow the 22nd, B.B. King will be performing. Huh? Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Go ahead. On the 22nd, B.B. King will be performing at the House of Blues Anaheim. Nice. Oh, nice. So, um, you know, if you want to grab that, that's a really good one. And a lot of, you know, we don't really talk about the House of Blues Anaheim very much. You get a lot of good acts in there. 
They do. In fact, um, through like the first couple weeks of March, they're going to be having um, a handful of stuff, including Imagine Dragons, which is one really big up and coming group. That their songs getting a lot of play right now, as well as um, Anthrax. Wow! <laughs> what coming through? Oh, that's so. Exciting. I mean, if you have a, if you have an extended vacation and you have some extra time, that might be something to look into. Have you? You know, or if the- you're a couple that wants something to do at right. night, right? Or if you're, you know, you check it out. They have um, Hispanic groups, um, Hispanic music festivals during the week. Um, you know, just it's different. Just stop at the front desk and ask what's going on. And if you're a huge Anthrax fan and listening to this Disneyland podcast, please email us because I'd like to see how those Venn diagrams <laughs> match the, the, the well, you know, Disneyland I, podcast listener. I didn't bring up the Cradle of Filth tour. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the Gospel Sunday Brunch at the House of Blues is fantastic. Good food, good music. Yes. And it sounds like I've there's had- some good groups coming through. There's a uh, Firm, Firm Foundation, uh, the um, Bishop John W. Haynes and, and his group called Change, they use a lot of really good local gospel acts. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Wayne? There are times when you may want to spend the afternoon or evening at the Disneyland Resort, but aren't going to enter the parks. Strolling downtown Disney or touring the Disneyland Resort hotels is a very entertaining way to spend some time without having to buy a a park ticket. And you may be surprised at just how many dining choices you have at downtown Disney. So what I thought I would do is remind everyone just what your options are if you wind up in downtown Disney at mealtime. So for dinner... There are a number of full restaurants. Catal Restaurant, which serves Mediterranean-style food. That's right in the middle of downtown Disney. Over on the far end is the House of Blues. They specialize in American food and Cajun Creole style. Towards the other end, Naples Ristorante e Pizzeria. That's Italian food. Of course, the Rainforest Cafe, American Fair. Black. Um, lots of people have differing opinions on <laughs> it. I, uh, I think it's a fun little place to go from time to time. Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, one of our favorites, one of the podcast team's favorites, New Orleans-style Cajun and Creole. Tortilla Joe's, an excellent Mexican-style restaurant. And for regular-style dinner, the ESPN Zone, Serving all kinds of American food and steaks. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven choices right there just in downtown Disney for full service dinner. Now, if you happen to be there a little earlier and you're just looking for lunch, you have even more choices. La Brea Bakery Cafe, excellent, also very good for lunch, or a quick dinner. So you've got a bunch of choices with that one. Right next to Naples is the Napolini Italian Deli, where you can get sandwiches and such. And next to Tortilla Joe's is the Taqueria. These are all separate places where you can walk up and place a quick order and then eat outside. Of course, one of our other favorites, the Earl of Sandwich. And right outside Catal is the Uva Bar, where you can get stylized sandwiches and snack foods and such like that. All of those, in addition to being good for lunch, 
is also a great uh, place for a fast dinner. So you have all of those choices as well. If you just want something very quick, snack food or whatever, Haagen-Dazs, Jamba Juice, Wetzel's Pretzels, and Snacks at La Brea. So don't discount Downtown Disney for your dining choices. You've got a lot of different options there. Excellent. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Tony. Okay. To keep the theme of Tony only to stuff that is for San Diego, it's important because it's down the street. The Wild, no, sorry, not Wild Animal Park, the San Diego Zoo Safari Park now has brand new, a zip line experience. And if you look at the pictures, it's pretty amazing. It's like, I mean, because the Safari Park is a safari park. So, I mean, you have, that was very poignant by me by saying Safari Park is the Safari Park. But, um, it's really wide open if you look at the pictures and stuff online, which you can find. But let me explain to you what it is. Flightline Safari is the ultimate recreational experience for those looking for excitement. Uh, you'll be in a harness and you will soar as high as 160 feet above the ground. I want to do ground. it without the harness. What's, what's the oh, yeah. thrill in that? Well, because if you drop, there are rhinos. Oh, so, okay. yeah, you're going to be 160 feet above the ground with rhinos, deer, and more in the fields below you. The flight line experience includes gear, an orientation, and a fledgling line to practice taking off from a platform <laughs> and successfully landing. The first, this first flight line run is 470 feet long and carries you through fragrant shady trees. Once fledged, you board a truck for a ride to the upper launch area of the main flight line. Once you learn the ropes, the guide hooks your harness onto the sturdy cable trolley, and you're, yeah, and you're ready to fly the friendly skies. Landing safely near the campground at the park's Kilma Point. You can also record your flight with a flight line helmet cam nice. in high definition. You can play it back at home in widescreen mode with high resolution and no picture distortion. Can you can hear yourself screaming like a little girl. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and you have to be, you can be 10 and older. Oh. A maximum of two children ages 10 to 15 per adult in a party. Mm-hmm. Um, children that are that age must be accompanied by a paid parent. Um, you have to sign a liability waiver. Uh, children 16, 17 may participate alone. Um, you must weigh between 75 and 250 pounds and fit comfortably in harness. <laughs> you have to have secure, close-toed shoes. Tom, yes. no alcohol may be consumed by a participant prior to taking a flight line safari. You, um, The flight times are available daily during park hours, weather permitting, um, it's one hour, including training, session, and tight, uh, test flight. Rerides are only $29. Second flight must immediately follow the first. Purchase in advance or on site. And the helmet cam is an extra 29 bucks. And tickets, I'm a little, conf- I guess that's extra tickets. It says $114 for an adult. So I'm assuming, yeah, that's how many, yeah, it's not cheap. Children are $104. But if you look at the video, I mean, it's a zip line over the wild, the, the That's safari a lot park. Of money, and no, it is a lot of money, but if you like zip lining and you like rhinos below you and it's just plus, something plus, else. Plus park, ad- plus park admission, right? Yeah, I'm assuming. But if you see the picture, it's a two thirds of a mile zip line too. Nice. So, I mean, it's a pretty, I'm, I'm not a big zip line guy or, you know, want to fall in rhinos, but if you're into it, I think it's kind of a cool way to, it's a cool way to do it, and it's a new thing that they're offering. So. Who, who, who would do it, team? Wayne zip would. I think, I think it'd be I, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. No okay. question. Yeah. I let's, like zip Let's lines. go. Sign us up. Awesome. 
Right after we have um, chickens and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And check all the coke through the parks, yes. and you'll be good. <laughs> awesome. All right, thank you, Tony. Time for Thread of the Week, Mary Jo. Um, before we get there, I just want to add really quickly on tag on to Wayne's. Um, he, he was giving us some really good ideas on restaurants in downtown Disney. I just wanted to let people know that if they went to restaurant.com, there is a discount um, for the House of Blues restaurant. You can buy a $50 certificate for $20. And also the Patina Group has several restaurants in downtown Disney. And you can get, if you're going to go there on your birthday, they give you, I think it's um, a meal for free or $30 off or something like that. So um, hopefully we can get some links to you, Tom, if you want to add those. Yeah. Yep. Also, with restaurant.com, sign up for their email because they're always sending out um, discount codes. And as the month goes along, the discounts get better and better and better, but there are fewer and fewer and fewer options. And in California, they never expire. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, sign up to get those emails so you can get discounts even, even off of the discounted price. All right, yeah. third of the week. week. Okay, third week. of the week. Week. You didn't do that the first time. I'm sorry. Um, we uh, There were a couple. These are just a couple of little threads that, that caught my attention, and I wanted to just bring them up for discussion. I know we've talked about them before, but one of them is by Ralph Malf, who's another regular on our Disneyland board, and he asked park hopper versus single park ticket, and he's talking about going spending one day at Disneyland, at the Disneyland Resort, and his question is, I know that Disneyland to California Adventure only takes three minutes, but is it really worth the extra cost to be able to hop? How many of you buy hoppers and then end up wondering why you spent the extra money? So he just has one day. He's from Colorado. And he's wondering if it's if he should just spend the day at one park or should he invest the extra money uh, for the hopper and go to both parks? So what do you what do you guys say before I give you any of the answers? It depends what he wants out of it. I would say that if if he feels that there are attractions in both parks that he really wants to experience, then it would be worth it to him. If there aren't, really indulge yourself just in one. Um that's not getting enough answer. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> You're giving bad, well, no, horrible, I mean, horrible he's gonna, advice. He's gonna, smack, he's gonna smack me. No, but I mean, he's he's coming to us asking, what do we recommend he do? Let's say we have somebody who doesn't have any any experience, so they I, they can't make that decision if they haven't been there to the parks. To my right, opinion, everybody can look and read. Okay, so the, let, let's say the the difference is what thirty eight dollars is it additional thirty eight dollars to get it to both parks. So consider that. I would, I would say if you're only going to Disneyland, just get a single day and stay in Disneyland the whole day. If you were going to do the opposite, then I would say get a hopper. But Disneyland, you can spend the entire day, do everything, fantastic, fireworks, and save that 40 bucks to spend on food. That's my opinion. And go to the next person. Okay. Wayne, what would you say? So if this is a normal vacation, I would say never get a hopper. Boy, I'm having trouble talking tonight. Never get a hopper because I think you can spend a whole day in any park 
and never run out of stuff to do. But if this is going to be a one-day hit-and-run, and if you intend on making it a very full day, like opening the close, a hopper is probably a fun way to go. Because you'll be able to see absolutely everything. You may not, you definitely won't be able to ride everything or see absolutely everything, but you can at least stroll a hundred percent of the ground. Get a sample. Get a really good sample and hit some of the highlights and good, get a good flavor. And honestly, these days, see, I think this whole thing has changed in the last year. If this was two years ago, with Tony all the way, just stay in Disneyland and call it great. But now we have Cars Land and Buena Vista Street, and those are worth walking through for forty bucks. Yep. Yeah. Michael, yeah, I, I'm with Wayne on this one. I would say hit Cars Land. Uh, you know, go on Soren Tower of Terror, head over to Disneyland, and yeah, for one day, it's the hopper's worth it to be able to go back and forth between the two parks. Thank you. And Nancy, well, well, and you guys said I was so quick to go bogus, but okay, let's put it this way. Most of the people on our boards are fairly anal planners for the most part, or they really want to see what's out there or else they wouldn't be on our boards asking questions. So they're going to at least, you know, hunt and peck to see what there is in each park. And if you see something you like, like Carsland, Buena Vista Street, then, yeah, it's definitely totally worth it. If you don't see anything in the other park that you want and you really want to focus, then don't. It may be considered a crack cop-out answer, but it gives you the options of doing them, right? But, yeah, I mean, it, it. you have to sit there, as I've always said, you have to sit there and decide what's important to you in your vacation. And if... If seeing just a little bit of everything is what's important to you, then the only logical choice is to go with a hopper. But if you want to, you know, walk the Walt dream, if that's what's important to you, then just stay in Disneyland. Okay. See, that was with time we have. Still a cop answer. It's not a cop. So she has she had a good point, and, and it's and it's well rounded with. With everybody else's. What do you say, Tom? I was initially going to say don't do the hopper because in, in the back of my head I was thinking that the, the difference was greater between the, the one day and the, and the hopper. I was thinking it was almost double. But for 38 bucks, I would go for the hopper. Okay. And what I would say, I think it depends. I think if you have... Okay, Nancy. <laughs> well, I think if, if you have small children... I say just do Disneyland and concentrate yeah. on Disneyland and don't go now back. Is he by himself or? Um, he didn't. He didn't really say. I, I recently, as you guys know, um, a coworker of mine, his son was out here. I got him hoppers and I took him to just the highlights because we didn't do the Fantasyland right. dark rides there, and we didn't do some of the rides that I knew that he wouldn't really be interested in. And sometimes you only have one day to show. Right. To, to, to people, so I would get a hopper for, for the older crowd and just, and take them to Soaring Over California, Tower of Terror, you know, hit the highlights at California Adventure, yeah. hit the highlights at Disneyland and then go back and, you know, maneuver our way. But then again, that's me thinking, that's me being a 
acting as tour guide. If yeah. I was to tell somebody they're going to go by themselves, that would be a tough. I would still say do a hopper, but like Nancy said, a lot of the people who ask this question are already searching, researching yeah. the information on the boards. Okay. You said you had another quick one? Uh, the other one I have is, um, does the slow season exist anymore? And this is from a relatively new person. That's why they asked this. And her name is Callie Kathy Ford. And she's a SoCal Deluxe Pass holder. Loves Disneyland, so they go often enough. But she's wondering that since Cars Land open, it seems like there's not really a slow season anymore. So she's asking us, what's our impression of Disneyland with with the new revamped California Adventure? Um, midweek slow time still exists. Okay, that's, that's what, anybody opinion. else? I don't think it exists anymore, except on days when everybody's blacked out, including her. Um, <laughs> Those are the days I, that we go. <laughs> yeah, I also think that when it's 46 degrees and rain during the day, it's a slow time. But that's it. So would you say that the only slow time really anymore would be the January-February time frame? When you guys think about it? Or is it pockets, like Tom said, in, during the week? I on- mean, from, from Memorial Day through the rest of the year, you're, you're busy, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because even in September, I mean, you have the Halloween, and then you have. But right now, I was there a couple different days in February, and it was it was midweek, and it was you know park park was only open ten to eight, but it wasn't very busy. And don't forget when limited time magic is happening, then it's just oh, the crowds just yeah. descend. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I have I have to say that even when we were there in peak, I mean, I was there the twenty seventh and the twenty ninth. Um, of December, which is peak, peak time. I think with the opening of Cars Land and, and I'll say even Buena Vista Street, you know, with the revamping of California Adventure, I think Disneyland Resort absorbs the crowds a little bit better than it used to. And that people are going to the other park as well as Disneyland. Um, instead of everybody crowding at Disneyland, right. running to California Adventure for a couple of hours, then going back to Disneyland, it, I think that the crowd is spread out a little bit better now, even during the peak times or the non, the busy, non-busy times. I don't know. Cool. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. 